more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Tonight, I'm sharing with you on what I have termed marital rules. The rules in marriage. The rules in marriage. Naturally, it's everybody's desire that he will marry. And... If you have not married, at least you have the desire that at least you will marry. And if you are in marriage, you also need to understand what it means to really play your role effectively in the marital relationship. God created things and placed them to function in their ways. An aeroplane is made by man to fly in the sky. So if you find an aeroplane on the streets, it's going to be a disaster. Definitely people are going to die. Amen. The ship is made to float on water by man. So you can, there is no way you get a ship to walk on the streets. The car is made to drive on the streets unless by certain scientific or tourist attractive cars where you have more of a land and aquatic that is the car can also drive through water and then you come out it's common when you go for london they want to have a tour of the city of london and everything you can there's a car you sit in a tourist car can drive you through river thames and come out and then you also tour the whole city and all those things but it can't stay in the water for a certain long period so because it has not been designed in that way to to happen a butterfly is designed to fly amen and an eagle is designed to soar higher than that of a parrot amen they might look alike in a way but their functions are not the same so everything god created or anything man made also have all been made to find their roles and to function. When you don't find your role or where you are specifically fitting, you become what we call a misfit. Now, it, if you're a misfit, it doesn't mean that you are not, um, as it were, you don't have the potential, but the challenge simply is that you have the potential, you have the potential but the, the whole issue is that the whole scenario is that your potential is limited because of your environment where you find yourself. Are you understanding it? Because a fish is very, very strong in water. But when you pick this same fish from the water and bring the fish on land, you will find out that the fish will be dying. 
It doesn't mean the fish is lazy or the fish is not strong or the fish is sick. The issue simple is that the environment of the fish is not helping the fish potential. But take that same fish and place the fish in his, sorry, in its role where it belongs. That is the water. You'll be shocked how effective this fish is going to be. So whenever man finds himself in an area where one, he doesn't have knowledge or information about the area, you will find that person not delivering effectively. That is why when you go into corporate seasonal organization, capacity building is key and critical to the discharge of functions of the people within the organization, which is the human resource base. A human resource person simply goes to study how to be able to make human beings in organization effective. That is the summary and the baseline of human resource study. Amen. So the work and the function of the human resource manager is to be able to design tailor-made programs and activities to make the workers or the staff within the work environment become effective to be able to maximize profit for the employer to benefit from them and they also benefit from the employee. They also benefit as employees. Are you understanding me? Now, if you don't train the staff to equip them, they are not able to function. So that is why it becomes a, a problem that when you are trained, you need to use the training to discharge your duties. Whenever you are trained and it doesn't, the training is not seen in your life reflecting, it becomes a waste. The training becomes a waste. In the same vein, God created us and he has put intellect and everything in us so that we could exhibit it to maximize the potential he has put in us. I, I hope I'm communicating somebody here. Okay. So, marriage is such an institution where you enter into that you need to understand your function in the marriage. So, when you understand your function in the marriage, you are able to maximize or utilize the benefits of the marriage. Because, ladies and gentlemen, marriage is not an evil thing. It has become evil now. There, are, there is a proverb that says that there are people who are in it and want to run out. And there are others who are not in and yet want to go in. So it's a two-way thing. Some are in it and they want to. They wish God would come out with another law. That can easily make them run out. <laughs> Amen. And some also are not in it and they are wishing and they are dreaming to enter into it. So in the marriage vow, there is something we say when you go through the marriage vow. It says that the ring, when you get to the ring, we said the ring can mean two different things. It can be a never-ending sign of love. You know, it's a, a round thing. There's no break. It can be a never-ending sign of love. And it can also mean a shackle and a bondage. In other words, these two phrases suggest one thing. It suggests how you play with the marriage. It's just like the, the two-edged knife. Depending upon which side you are using the knife to cut. So the marriage can be a never-ending sign of life. There are some people in marriage and they wish God, even in heaven, God will allow them still to marry. Believe you me. You can't falter it. They, and they can tell you that even if they die and come back again and die, they come back again. They wish to be married to the same person over and over and over and over again. That tells you that their marriage is a never-ending sign of love because they have understood their roles and they are playing it. Like the sun and the moon. 
There are others also who tell you that they wish they never married the man they married. Amen. And there are some who have also come out of marriage and they want to go back into marriage quickly. And there are some who have come out of marriage and said, Kaput. At least, this is full stop. <laughs> I'm not going to this hell again. They call it hell. Others are calling it heaven. So to those who are calling it hell, it has become an, a, a bondage and a shackle. So they were only praying for something to free themselves. Why? Because they have not understood their role. Those who have in the, the stress, in the shackle, in the marriage, have not understood their role. So the marriage then becomes a hassle. It becomes a burden to only endure but not to enjoy. But those that have understood their role in marital relationship, it becomes a never-ending sign because they learn to complement each other and they flow because whatever they have learned, they are putting it to use and it is benefiting in their life. Can I hear an amen? So tonight, I want to take you through the journey, like I'm saying, on the roles of marriage so that we will be able to complement ourselves. Even in a football match, the players on the field, though you know their names, but they are all playing roles. You lose your match based on your bench and your selection. So if the coach gives a strategy for the match and the strategy is not play according to what it is, the team loses. Because somebody did not play his role very well. In the same thing with marriage. Ladies and gentlemen, there is that you can fast, you can pray, you can believe God. The anointing of God will be present to be able to touch your marital areas and deal with it. But you see, God did not take our mind away from us when we got saved. Man is a tripartite being. Other um, religious circles believe that man is a, a dual being. But even they that even argue that man is two, they don't dispute the fact that the soul is intertwined with the body. So they have the soul and the body being one and they call it the soul and then they have the spirit. So two. Amen. But because it's very difficult to differentiate between the body and the soul. So in, their, in order not to confuse themselves, they said, look, it is only one. The two are one. But however, for the believer, by study, we know that man is a tripartite being. In other words, man is made up of three forms. Paul says that I pray that the Lord will bless you wholly, sanctify your spirit, your soul, and your body. Amen. So we know that, as believers, we know that man has first, man is a spirit. Are you getting my point? He has a soul and lives in a body. Simple. Man is a spirit because God breathed into man the breath of life and man become a, a living soul. Second, Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. So man was taken out of existing material which is the earth and God breathed his extension into man and man became a living soul. So God entered into man and man became spirit. So man first is a spirit. You respond to God. Amen. Then you have a soul which is the center of your intellect and your thinking and your reasoning. And then you have your body which is the place of your feelings, emotions or your what you can call your senses. Your five senses, your taste, your smell, your feel, your touch. And then what? And hearing. So your five senses. They operate in the regions of your body. So your spirit man responds to God. Your soul responds to your environment and things that goes around you. And your body touches and feels things to be able to help you. So it's very, very critical. All these three areas need to be educated. Say to be educated. If you don't educate all these three areas, you have what you call false balance. 
you know, it's like you are growing, your upper part of your body is growing, but your lower part is not growing. Amen. And, 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 and you realize that sometimes maybe your lower part will be growing bigger and your upper part is small. It doesn't help. So it needs to become more proportionate to fit all in all. Hallelujah. So when we talk of the rules, we have to understand. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12. Can you give me Ecclesiastes 4 12? It says, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. A three-fold cord is not quickly what? Broken. We have to understand that two is strong than one. Please. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us revismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. Two is strong than one. Amen. Two is strong than one. Do you agree with me? If, if you are one person dealing with something and another person comes to add on you, unless that one person, the other one who has come is lazy. But if the person is also hard working, you realize that the pace of your work even changes. But understand that two together united with God is even stronger. So you have two people who are strong and God comes in, it makes it more stronger. So this scripture is depicting the man, the woman, and God in one. Do you get it now? Can I, can I explain again? I said when you are one, you have a challenge. Though you are complete, but you can have some thought force. If you are parking this chair and you need 10 minutes to park the chairs, and you are one, you will struggle. But if you are two, though it's 10 minutes, if you are all working together, you have less time to complete it. It will not be 10 minutes again. Is that, is that true? Now, you can imagine if you have a third person adding to you. It means that you will finish even in less than 5 minutes. Is that, is that alright? That is granting all of you are working at the same rate without being lazy. And he's saying in this scripture that Though one man may be empowered by another, two can withstand him. In other words, when one is fighting you, it's the tendency for the person to beat you is there. But if you are two, you can imagine when he's holding your neck, the other person can come and hold his legs. When we are growing up, you realize it. <laughs> you can gown up together and beat somebody. But when you are alone, you run away and go and hide. 
But when you are fighting and people come around you, you are strong. So that is what he's saying. And he says that, and a three-fold cord is not quickly broken. In other words, if two can withstand somebody, their power, if a third is joined, it becomes stronger. And I'm saying that this scripture is depicting three things. In relationship, it's depicting the man who happens to be one. It depicts the woman who comes to join to be two. And then it depicts God which brings the two together in the union of Christ, which is marriage. So anytime marriage takes place, it is no more, though we say that, and the two shall become one flesh. In reality, there are three in one. Are you confused? You, are, you get it now? So it is three things that have come together. Two human and one divine. So it is fused together in one. So you'll be dealing with the man, but you are dealing with the wife and you are dealing with God. You may be dealing with the woman, but you are dealing with the man and you are dealing with the God, with God. So a married person is not only one, but is three in one. Because God is the witness and the center of that marital relationship. He is the one that fuses the marriage together. So he says that when it becomes three, you cannot break it. In other words, when they understand to come together, it is difficult to be broken. It's simple. Because they have been fused together. Say rose. Now, oftentimes in marriage, to those of you who have not yet in it and those who are in it, you will agree with me. Those who are not gone into it, maybe you will not agree, but you have heard somebody telling you, but those of them who are in it can tell you. Oftentimes in marriage, conflict arises. Conflict will arise because it's a natural thing for societal growth and development. Where two people are, or two or three or more are, definitely there will be some kind of conflict. So, oftentimes in marriage, conflict arises because of unmet expectations. Is that true? How many people are married here? Give me a wave. Married people, is that true? How many of you are lobbying? You are in a relationship. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Be bold. Amen. Sometimes you disagree on things. You have conflict because there is so many expectations you want to, you expecting. What is expectation? What you expect from the other person? And sometimes the person is not able to meet it. That makes you get offended and get angry. When your expectation is met and you are offended, it means that you are mad. It's simple. Whenever you get anybody getting angry or talking, it means that the person's expectation is not met. Whenever you meet any man rejoicing and he's happy and he's excited, it means that the person's expectation is met. Everybody whose expectation is met is a good man or is a good woman. Anyone whose expectation is not met or whatever, you can find him as a mad person. Because no human being can tolerate unmet expectation. Bible says that the, the heart that is expected and did not receive it, who can bear because it's broken. A broken heart or a broken spirit. Who can bear with it? So it is very important for you to know that this conflict arises because of unmet what expectations. 
And that is where you find all the bigger conflict. If you say they are, they are divorcing, you go and find out why are you divorcing? And, and, and my wife doesn't take care of me or my husband is not there. She doesn't, he doesn't meet my sexual desires and this and that and that. The guy and the lady were caught in. And as I said, I don't love you again. Why doesn't you love again? When I go to her, I don't get her. I call her. He's busy and all those things all the time. When I need him for us to sit and talk, he doesn't make time for me and me. I need a man that can make time for me. This one said, I also need a woman that can make time for me. And he said, you are acting too much. So me, I can't provide and give what you are looking for. So go your way. Let me also go my way. Amen. Because the expectations are not being met. But where the expectations are met, the people can go ahead. That is why it is dangerous you find people saying that, though it doesn't meet my expectation, although she doesn't meet my expectation, when we marry, she will change or you will change. Listen, it doesn't happen that way. I tell people that relationship narrows marriage. I mean expectations, but marriage magnifies it. When you are in relationship, you love yourself that you are too careful about everything. When a guy said he's coming to visit you, of course, you polish and look nice. Now lie. The guys, if it is for three days, you have not sweep your room and your lady who we have been tossing for a long time has not visited before. And this time she says she's coming. Oh, you sweep and push all the dust under your bed. Do I have some witnesses in the house? Your room that day, you go and look for spray. Spray all the, the room for it to look good. Because she's coming. If you don't even have anything in the fridge, you go and look for something and put it. Say Yehovah. <laughs> Amen. But even if you don't like bathing, that day you bath. But you see, when you get married, if you don't like bathing, the woman will know. Because attitude is attitude. Even if you hide it, it will show. Amen. If you the lady also, it is the makeup that makes you look good. When he marries you in bed, you really see you. They said a man married and one day he woke up in the night and tapped the woman. The woman got that. He said, are you the one I really married? Because the face of the woman behind the pawns is different. <laughs> Hallelujah. So in the marriage proper, you see the cracks. Hallelujah. So unmet expectations can make the heart sick. Sometimes they know what they want others to do for them. But do not care what their duty is to do for others. You expect the woman will be expecting something from the man. The man will be expecting something from the woman. But the question is that will the woman do what the man expects and will the man do what the woman is expecting? That is where the challenge is. Because each and every one of us is expecting something but nobody is wanting to do what he needs to do. So that creates the conflict. And this has been the challenge in marriages. So that is why we are looking at the roles. First of all, let's look at the role of the husband in marriage. When we understand these things in marriage relationship, it will help us to go a long way. Though we are human beings, we disagree sometimes. But because the roles are there, it helps us. That is why when you are going to do or work anywhere, they give you what you call job description. The job description simply is to guide you 
how to function within your environment of work. Amen. And in your job description, you don't do what you want to do. You do what the organization expects you to do. If you go and do what you want to do at the expense of your job description of what the organization expects you to be to do, you are fired. People who are rendered redundant and those who are sacked from job are not sacked because they are not human beings and because they don't know how to work. They are sacked because they don't meet the expectation of the company because they are not working with their job description. And marriage also have a job description. Hello? If you don't know and understand the job description of marriage, maybe you have been employed. Let's, let's look at the typical organizational setting. You have been employed as the secretary. But because you don't know your role and your function, you will go in doing the work of the accountant. Yes, no problem. Your boss comes and doesn't find you on your secretary seat. You are in accounts office and you are helping them file things. But the question is that did he employ you to be in accounts office or employ you to be his secretary? So he can fire you. He's not firing you because you are not working. He's firing because you have missed your role. And a lot of people are in marriage and they missed their role. The other thing you also have to understand is that in every corporate organization or any organization you work, you work in, you work by pleasing the boss and not yourself. So you need to know we have what we call in, in, in organizational whatever it is that you need to know your boss. Because knowing your boss, you have to do things for your boss to be happy with you. But you don't do things that will make your boss angry. Because the more you please your boss, the more you retain your job. The more you displease your boss, the more your work is on the way. In the same way, God is our boss. And he has employed us and given us marriage and has given us marriage duties or job descriptions. If you don't follow the job descriptions, you have challenges in the marriage. And once you have challenges in the marriage or the relationship, the next thing is that you are fired. And the firing is the divorce. And remember that if you have not prepared yourself and you are fired in a job when you have not planned, what happens to you? You put yourself, your family, and everything into disarray. Some people even commit suicide. And that is why we are having a lot of challenges of marriage problems and divorce and all because people are not playing or functioning in their marital roles. They are not functioning very well in their area of a, a job description. So they are having challenges and having problems as far as their life is concerned. Am I communicating somebody here? And one thing you should also know is that if you don't function, I'm still using organization for you to understand with marriage before I go into it. If you also don't follow your job description, you'll be in the organization, but you're not happy. How many of you will be working in a place and you're not happy? Amen. Because you are not following the duty of the so you will not be excited. But you get others also who are happy and eager to work in the place because they are following exactly what they have asked them to do. And they don't want to come anywhere. They are in there. They are happy. So God says that I have a role for you. When you follow my job description, the marriage will automatically work. When you violate my job description, your marriage will suffer. So the first job description was given to man. Say man. Say man. So the man is called the husband. Say the husband. Say the husband. Now the word husband comes from an English typical 
Because English words have what we call root meanings. It's an Anglo-Saxon. It's an Anglo-Saxon word which means house and band. If you have studied English, you will know what I'm talking about. It's made up of two key words or root words, which is house. H-O-U-S-E. House. Putting together, you know, structure, house. And band. B-A-N-D. Band. Now, house is defined as a shell or a boat or a place, a dwelling. Are you understanding me? And then the band is anything that is a strip that ties things together. That's why we have rubber band. It's not bandsmen. <laughs> Amen. When you take bandsmen, it's a different definition. But the word band means a strip that ties. So the house band of which you have the abbreviation H-U-S-B-A-N-D husband, but it's actually derived from the shortfall of the word house H-O-U-S-E and then band B-A-N-D. It means that the man is the strip or the matter that binds the house together. So what picture do you have here? A picture of a broom scattered. Then you have a rope to tie the broom together. When the broom is scattered, like our typical proverb says that it's easily to be broken, isn't it? But when you bring it together, it is difficult. If you tie it together, can you break it? So the strip that has put the broom together is actually what is holding the broom together to be in order. Without the strip, the broom will be in what? In disarray. Is that okay? Okay. So the husband tied the family together. Take it. Men who are here. It's not a husband doesn't mean you wearing trousers or wearing a shirt. Or excuse me, you being a man with um mustache, deep voice, that does not make you a husband. Amen. It is just a future. Or, how will I call it? A, a makeup of a man because God created it to be so. And so there are a lot of men who have all those things, but they are not husbands because whenever you talk of their house and the band, you are introducing a word called responsibility. Say responsibility. Are we learning something here? Responsibility. So in the area of the man's responsibility, his role in the area of responsibility in summary, are three key things. Three key things. Three key things. First is he providing leadership. Say leadership. Say leadership. He needs to be a leader. To be a leader. A leader is anyone that is able to mobilize people, resources. Are you getting my point? Or anything into a perfect direction of achievement of goals and targets. So, one leadership expert put it this way that leadership is influence. John C. Maxwell says leadership is what? Influence. 
And another man says that if a leader is walking or is leading and he has no followers, he's just taking a stroll. So which means that every leader has followers. And is where is it? He's leading them to their different divine assignments to fulfill their goal and purpose in life. So the man's responsibility is to provide vision because as a leader, you should be able to know where you are going to be able to take the people to where you are going. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. And my Lord with you.